is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. The good news is that more people are getting vaccinated in Michigan and all around the country. But according to official reports, the number of COVID cases here is climbing back up and climbing back up fast. It seems hard to imagine that after a year, we are still so far from being out of the pandemic. And now we're being confronted with the difficult reality that we may be on the verge of entering a fourth wave of uh, of COVID-19. It is a third wave here in Michigan, fourth wave nationally. Here to talk with us more about what's happening with the new rise in cases, the vaccine rollout, the role of these new variants, and what the future holds is our friend and regular guest on all things pandemic-related, Dr. Paul Kilgore, who's an associate professor and director of research at Wayne State University's College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Uh, Dr. Kilgore, welcome back to Detroit today. Thank you very much, Stephen. It's great to be here with you. So as I said, uh, going into the break, uh, I'm really worried. I'm sort of frightened about what's going on here in Michigan. How worried are you that we're entering a fourth wave of this pandemic? Uh, well, Stephen, actually, I've been quite concerned for several weeks now, and we could kind of see this coming, actually, from some of the data already that we had back in the early part of the year. And there's two things, I think, for people to know. One is that the vaccines that we have available now are very safe and effective. In fact, there's one report from CDC that came out just this week showing that there's protection against COVID-19 with the first dose. And then when you get the second dose in a two-dose series, you get that full protection. And even with one dose, it's around 80% protective. With two doses, around 90% protective. The other thing that I want to remind folks of is that even if you have been vaccinated, and before you've been vaccinated, after you've been vaccinated, continue to wear a good ceiling mask around your nose, mouth, cheeks, and chin. That will actually help protect you until the vaccine takes hold and until you start mounting a good immune response. That's very important. It also will help protect anyone who has not been vaccinated, of course, and by that I mean especially kids and um, school children, particularly in elementary school age and high school. With respect to the spread of the pandemic and the way it's going in Michigan currently, Right now, it looks like we are definitely seeing a continued spread of this, what we call UK strain. And the UK strain has been in Michigan for quite some time. But when you look at the recent data on the strain in Michigan, Michigan is actually leading in the country right now. And nationwide, we're seeing 11,569 cases. In Michigan, we have 1,237 cases of the variant. This is definitely one reason. Um, why we're seeing an increased uh, uh, series of cases now. And the other thing that I've noticed actually is um, a loosening of people's adherence to wearing a face mask and the social distancing. And I think that's very important um, in order to prevent any further action that would require us to kind of limit our contact even more. So those are going to be a really important things: Vaccination, masking right now to protect everyone. Mm. So, uh, it does seem to me like when I'm out and interacting with people, there's kind of a sense that this is all over, that we're past the danger 
zone on all of this. And you see people now without masks. You see people gathering in larger numbers. I mean, I see a lot of things that I didn't see uh, just just a few months ago. Is that one of the things that is causing this surge? I mean, we do have these variants, which which I want to talk about in a little bit and what role they're playing. But is this behavioral, I guess, is, is, is the question. Have we become too lax in the way that we're dealing with coronavirus? Right. And, you know, Stephen, I'm seeing the same thing. And I definitely agree. I think there definitely is a perception that we may be through the worst of it and that we can now kind of loosen, let down our guard. But I would caution people really not to do that. And one of the key reasons is that we do not know what will happen when you get this UK variant or when you get infected. We know what the underlying risk factors are for severe disease. So that's things like underlying lung disease, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, being immunosuppressed, having autoimmune diseases. Those diseases we know will be important as risk factors. But we also know that UK variants spread more rapidly. The report from the UK suggests that the strain can cause more severe disease potentially. We haven't seen that yet in Michigan, but we are really looking at that carefully. And we're seeing it spread throughout the state of Michigan. It's in nearly every county right now. And those testing results, by the way, keep in mind, that's the tip of the iceberg. We know for sure that there's going to be additional cases that are not captured by that surveillance because it's limited, it's expensive, and um, it's time-consuming. So we're really seeing it spread rapidly. So let's talk about this B117 variant that originated in the UK. And uh, there are, are, of course, some other variants now that we're seeing show up. What's the role of that strain in the overall surge of cases nationally? And what should we be doing about these variants? How, how dangerous are they, even in the context of the vaccinations? So nationally, it looks like 25 to 30 percent of cases that we're seeing right now are due to the UK variant, the B117. The other variants that are rising, the South African variant, which we call the B1351, that is rising as well as 12 cases at last count nationally and five in Michigan. But that's, again, tip of the iceberg. The other, there are some California strains that are variants. All of these have mutations in the spike protein. And what that means practically is that the virus is basically turbocharged. It's turbocharged in the sense it's better able to attach to your cells. It's better able to set up an infection. So fewer virus particles are needed to establish an infection. And one of the things that we know is that you can become exposed. And even if you've been vaccinated, that vaccine can take at least two weeks to kick in and for you to mount a good immune response to be protected with one dose even. So it's very important before you get vaccinated, after you get vaccinated, wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking with Dr. Paul Kilgore, Associate Professor and Director of Research at Wayne State University's College of Pharmacy and Health Service, Health Sciences. Uh, we're talking about this new surge uh, of COVID cases, not just here in Michigan, but uh, nationally. Uh, but of, especially here in Michigan, where we have jumped up the ranks uh, among states in terms of the number of new cases uh, that we're seeing. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us how you're feeling about this new surge in cases. Are you seeing fewer people wearing masks or social distancing? 
Uh, have you gotten a vaccination? And tell us how you're feeling uh, about that. Does that make you feel safer, uh, even as the numbers rise? Also, tell us how you're feeling as we stare down a second spring and summer, perhaps defined by the pandemic and the disruptions that come with it. Uh, I, I've for one, am really dispirited right now about uh, what's going on and worried that things are not going back to quote unquote normal um, quite the way that uh, that we had imagined they might. Uh, as always, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll try to work you into the into the conversation, uh, Dr. Kilgore, I, I want to talk a little about the number of fully vaccinated people in the state. We are doing better with vaccinations, and especially here in the city of Detroit, where they really have uh, have upped the effort. Uh, where where do we stand on on the total number in in Michigan? Right, you're absolutely right. So that's actually a point for optimism and hope. Overall, in Michigan, 2.73 million residents have been vaccinated. That's about 33.8% of all Michiganders. And now in Detroit, we've got 98,945 folks vaccinated, at least with one dose. And that's about 19 to 20% of all Detroiters. So we're definitely seeing an uptick in the proportion of people vaccinated. And that's a really good thing. I would also encourage people who have been kind of on the fence and kind of thinking about whether or not to get vaccinated to know a couple things. One is that if we look at the CDC reports of vaccine adverse events, these are the side effects that we see after vaccination, we are seeing those reports very consistent with what we saw in our vaccine trials. So things like headache, uh, low-grade fevers, chills, fatigue, some pain at the injection site, these are things that we see with all vaccines. They're transient. They go away after a day or two. And if you do experience any discomfort, such as a fever, we can actually take Tylenol, or some people may prefer Motrin, after that vaccination is given and if you experience symptoms or side effects. Mm. That's very important. And then I think the other key thing to know is that when we look at the vaccine trials, we had very diverse participation in our Henry Ford clinical trial site for both the Moderna vaccine trial and the Johnson Johnson vaccine trial. And as I talk with people coming into our clinic here every day, one of the things I'm always asking is, what was your experience and how did you feel after you got the vaccination? And right now, the experience has been really quite positive, and I'm encouraged by that because as we look at the supply Moving forward, we see TCF centers expanding uh, using the whole facility. We see Ford Field expanding. And now residents can actually um, make appointments or, in some cases, walk in to get a vaccination, and they can get it right then and there on the spot. Mm. I also wanted to point out that um, in Detroit, there are specific locations around the city where people can go. And this coming April 3rd, actually, there are some churches that are offering the vaccination. And one of them I wanted to point out is Grace, uh, Great Faith International. Uh, that's located on uh, Grand River Avenue. And then Galilee Baptist Church is April 3rd as well. Um, these clinics generally start at from 9 a.m., go to 1 p.m. And then uh, also note the telephone number for Detroiters to call in 
That's area code 313-230-0505. That's the Detroit Public Health Department phone line for scheduling a visit to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, uh, Ford Field is opened up. That's a great thing. And soon we're going to be opening up to Michiganders of almost all ages down to age 16. So that's a very, very encouraging sign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Uh, let's quickly get to Charles in Detroit. Charles, welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Good Hi. morning. And uh, I, I got a question after I make the statement. But uh, you remember back when the uh, Capitol was was dominated with uninvited guests, uh, Trump yeah. supporters, yes. and none of them were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't want to. Br- I'm not bringing race into the issue, but I'm wondering if it plays a part because my daughter works out in Macomb County. There are 40 employees. Two are black. The, the two that wear masks are the blacks, and mm. the 38 others don't wear a mask. Wow. So are we seeing an increase in what would, what would be considered Trump areas, or, or is it overall equal throughout the blue and red areas of the state? Uh, that's, a, that's a really great question, uh, Charles. Uh, there has always been kind of a political cleave uh, uh, in the way that people have responded to, to coronavirus. Uh, Dr. Kilgore, we've only got about a minute left, but I, but I want to have you address that issue. Absolutely, Stephen. So, Stephen, when I think about this issue, the key thing I wanted to emphasize to people, I think, is accessing accurate information, good, credible information. It doesn't matter what end of the political spectrum you're on. It doesn't matter what racial ethnic group you're in. It really comes down to you having access to good information. And there's at least two sources of information I would emphasize people uh, call upon. One is their doctor. The doctors and the pharmacists, I would also add in, are very, very skilled and knowledgeable about COVID-19 and the vaccines. They know where to get good information that's accurate and based on the science. That's number one. Number two is... If people have access to the Internet, they can go online to a reliable website. The U.S. CDC, where I used to work several years ago, is a very reliable source. The website is very well designed. It's updated regularly, and I think that's a very strong source. And, of course, local health departments, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services has a great website. And also the city of Detroit and local county health departments are putting a lot of information out there. But I understand that... When we see folks not wearing a mask, my recommendation is gently and very, very carefully just educate folks on the value of wearing masks. Also, just by you wearing a mask, it's a great way to set the example and to show other people that it is important still and that it will protect them. And it will protect you, so keep doing it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Dr. Paul Kilgore. Always great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thanks very much. Thank you very much, Stephen. Great to be here. That's going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow when we're going to talk with WDET's Anne DeLisi about a new show coming to WDET. Plus, how to tell if you're experiencing burnout and what your boss can and should be doing to help address it during the pandemic. This is 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk more tomorrow.